0: Welcome back to the One Week Podcast, everybody. I am Jonas. I'm Matthew. And uh, this week, we are talking about The Reluctant Graveyard by Jeremy uh an artist and album I am not familiar with whatsoever, uh, recommended to us by our friend Tristan because he uh, earned the spot by listening to Days by Real Estate. Uh, so a little bit about Jeremy Messersmith, and I mean a little bit. Just a bit. Um, he was born in South Carolina. Uh, grew up in Washington state um, he started releasing music in 06 uh, and he is mostly a guitarist I mean like he does all the singing and stuff but like guitar is his main thing uh, and that's that's yeah. literally all the, I have the cliff on the back I mean he, what more do you need to know what do, you music, what do expect? what do you expect from me
1: yeah like this ain't, a, this ain't I an have a job Jeremy in this episode about his 2010 album the reluctant graveyard yes
0: um okay so uh we can just get into it
1: yeah i suppose um i guess i'll go first yeah go for it um going into it i literally had no idea what i was getting myself into um i like did a slight bit of research and i learned he was like an indie pop artist so i was like okay well i know what that sounds like but i was still like kind of surprised by what i heard on the album it was more of like a folky sound cuz there mm-hmm. were a lot of like acoustic guitars and piano there wasn't like that like electric that like little tiny electric guitar that a lot of indie artists use so I was glad that the instrumentation was a little more like full than what I was kind of expecting going into it um and I got to say I was um I was not like disappointed or let down by what I heard I thought it was pretty solid I think his songwriting is um is compelling it's not anything like crazy or like it's just fairly straightforward and um i thought some of the instrumentals were a little a little boring you know that and that can tend to happen with folk music but i thought stuff like violet and john the determinist hit super hard no yeah. i thought those were very loud because like folk music it can be good when it's quiet but i like it a lot more when it gets like in your face right so i think the strongest moments on This album are the instrumentals. That's where like the the hardest-hitting stuff comes in And I think that starts to happen around track three with um organ donor I think that's where the instrumental really comes into its own because I was a little worried first two tracks I was like And like I've heard this before like I've heard this like a thousand times and like well It doesn't get like super crazy. I thought um It got a little more creative and interesting to my ears, because I will admit I opened up Instagram to start scrolling um, on my first which listen, which is
0: like the kiss of death. It's kind of mute. it's a
1: bad look, I think. But when track three hit, I was like, "Ooh, I should pay a little more attention." So I opened up Genius lyrics. Sure. Uh, um, let me ask you: Do you
0: think if you open up Instagram, is that strictly a, a mark against an album or? Is it also a mark against
1: your attention I mean, spin? I'm sure that... Let's get into it. I mean, part of it is I get bored kind of easily. I like music that's, like, punching me in the face the whole time. And, yeah. like, I can enjoy subtler music, I will admit. I'm not a beef meathead. <laughs> um, I, I will admit that I think that if I open Instagram while listening to an album, it's kind of a, it's a little bit of a sign, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not very interested in this. And, you know, music is subjective, so if I'm not interested in it... And that's what they tell me. I think me. that's valid. I'm, like... I, we're going to keep recording. I'm, like,
0: bleeding? Like, my head is bleeding? Um,
1: Jonas's head is bleeding. <laughs> so if there are it any was only medics a out bit. here that hear this tomorrow, would, you can like, come check on it.
0: I, I, that that caught me off guard. Sorry. Um, we'll talk about the album some more. Yeah. Um, so, I I, um... I I think I feel a little bit, um, inverse of you on that. I think that the first four tracks of this album are very, uh, very strong in terms of just, like, they are what they're trying to be, um, and I think track five is pretty good as well, not as much as I like the first four tracks, and then (laughs) tracks six through eleven, they're not bad, but they're just kind of there to me, um, like, like the instrumental on John the Determinist and A Girl, A Boy, and A Graveyard, which are tracks 7 and 8, I feel like, like I said, they're not bad, but I kept feeling like they were building to something, and then there was never really, like, a full payoff. It just kind of, like, the building was the whole track. Hey, hey. Track seven's got a pretty beautiful ending. If okay, you ask me. I, yeah, I like the, the ending. End. The ending's nice, like, but the, I just the I don't know.
1: Higher strings I've... come in his like vocal falsetto. I I think that all comes together very nicely.
0: Well, you know, that's what we're here to talk about. We're here to discuss. Yeah. yeah, um, my, I think my issue with this album is it feels like it's trying to be a little bit more thematically. Um, Coherent than it is, uh, so I'm gonna bring up the Decemberists now because yeah. on, um, on Jeremy Messerschmidt's uh, fans also Decembrist
1: like, monologue.
0: um, in his fans also like section, the Decemberists are featured, um, towards the top. And I am a huge Decemberists fan, they're good, huge. They're very good, and on every Decemberists album. Some more than others, especially their older albums. There's a there's a coherent kind of concept that it's like little vignettes, different stories about different people, but all around like a central concept. And then there's stuff like um, Hazards of Love, which is like all one big story. Or you got like the Crane Wife songs on the Crane Wife album. But... Um, there's still, like, other stories surrounding it, but you can see how it all fits into the greater narrative or, or ambiance. And I don't feel that this album does that as much as it thinks it is.
1: Um, yeah, I will admit the first four tracks do fit whatever kind. Like, yeah. there's a lot of, like, death imagery, mm. and there's a lot of bones yeah. imagery, and, you know, they all, like, deal with death in some way. And then, like, yeah, Violet kind of... Track five, Violet kind of drops that a little. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I was like, yeah, the songwriting's, like, fine.
0: Yeah, which, you know, that's how I would describe it. It's fine, <laughs> you know? I think, okay, so pretty much immediately, uh, and this 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 next segment is going to be targeted towards uh, viewers or listeners that are in my family, which is the primary a bulk of our, our, our listener base. This album reminded, it made me think of, it. it is like a crossover between Rufus Wainwright, a little bit of vampire weekend and some of the Decemberists. Um, but I got a lot of Rufus Wainwright from this album because it just feels a lot more like sing songy. It's not as like, uh, like, uh, parlor music like rufus wainwright is um but it 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 does it just feels like it's it's focusing even though the instrumentals are good it's trying to focus more on the vocals and what he's saying and i just don't know that there's enough being said to warrant that
1: yeah um i do like um i think the strongest songwriting songs are um dillinger eyes yep organ donor hmm um john the determinist i think is a pretty strong song and repo man
0: i thought repo yeah. man
1: was a, a pretty compelling song at least um lyrically i don't remember the instrumental all that much so must not have been very compelling that way but um i thought he can write a good song and i'm sure like because a girl a boy in a graveyard it ha- it's like the biggest song i think he's like ever had mm-hmm. and i was like excited to get into it and then i was kind of like let down i thought it was very yeah it was middling which was kind of sucked but um i thought that he can't he can have his moments but um they're kind of spread out a little which is not very good for a for a cohesive album experience i must say
0: i mean i will say that i don't think this album album uh, like overstays its welcome it's 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 as short as it needs to be it's like it's yeah, it's like what thirty eight minutes was it? Thirty something.
1: Not a lot. No, um, it was short. So um, I'm I'm glad he didn't stick around for too long. That sounds bad. I'm glad he <laughs> he didn't he didn't put a much of filler in. I don't thirty two minutes. I don't sure. None minutes. of the tracks feel like filler. They all feel like they have a place. Even though I don't think a lot of them are compelling, I think that it's not full of like do nothing songs that sure. could have been cut. I think they all. I understand why they're all there. I just drop metal piece. Bad, we yeah, gotta start over. Bad for the audio.
0: Oh, so when I'm bleeding, we won't start off. But when you
1: well, drop, that me has metal. nothing to do with acoustics. You can't hear your bleeding. Uh, I mean, you did stop to talk about it, so I guess. No, but you got a point. You got. I'll shut up. You you do the rest of the episode. <laughs> okay. um, when I first started it, I was like. I I thought it was an album that I was going to be like super mean about cuz I was like oh this is just like like indie guitar and like I've heard this a billion times and it's not creative at all but when I like was like chill out dude and like just like listen to the album I was like no this isn't bad um I don't think it's an album that I will go back to I think there are two like I'll go back to Violet I thought there was a good song mm-hmm. I thought it was loud it was exciting and um, John the Determinist, um, I think I'll play one or two more times just for that ending. That sweet ending comes right in, and I really enjoy it. Um, but, I mean, a lot of albums we've talked about this year, even the ones that I've given like praise, like that Hayley Hendrix album, I haven't listened to it that much. Even I though, have. I've listened to that album a lot, actually. <laughs> that album's really good. I quite enjoy that album, but I just haven't gone back to it. Same with, like, The Deer Hoof, even though I've listened to it more. I haven't listened to it that much. Um, I mean, I've listened to Roadrunner a billion times, but... You know, right. That's, that was bound to happen. I could, yeah, I could... Let me pull up the episode list. But um, a Oops. lot of albums we talk about, even the ones I really like, I don't listen to that much. Um, There's a few that I listen to a lot. I think... Part of that is I like to listen to a lot of new music, which is why we started the whole podcast in the first place. That's true. That listen is to why new we music, so I just I keep finding new stuff. So when I listen to this, and I'm like, yeah, it's fine. You know, I'm not against it, and I think it has some good stuff about it. Um, that feels like more of a like a like I'm just like shrugging it off, like you know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh well, it's like fine.
0: Like that's why I, I try to be. I try to be cautious of whatever I give in the A neighborhood. I feel like A neighborhood means, oh, I'm definitely going to be listening to this more. And the B neighborhood is like, I will probably listen to this more. But even if I don't, I think it's really good. and Or maybe there's a few standout tracks specifically that I know I'll revisit those tracks. C neighborhood like, C is, this is average. That's, like, perfectly average. C plus is, like, this is good, but I don't think I'm going to come back to it.
1: Explaining our grading system. Well,
0: really you quick. know, it's good to have that, like, down <laughs> somewhere. And, you know, there's not a whole lot more I need to say about this album. Yeah. So we got a little bit of time. Um, But, like, uh, and then C minus to F are varying degrees of I didn't like this and probably won't revisit it. But, like, let, let me think. I've listened to I Need to Start a Garden a lot more and i gave that like a a b plus i think we both I gave to b
1: plus um although our grading system back then probably wasn't as a little
0: bit off i gave emergency and i an a plus i stand by that i've listened to that plenty more i've listened to that a couple more times um for the first time i gave that an a i wanted to talk about this <laughs> i feel like maybe towards the end of the year we got to do like a like a revisionist episode where we're like hey is there anything maybe that can be like tagged in with our like top 10 episode which that's obviously yeah, gonna no, happen gonna because better. i love top we, ten. We, we'll
1: we yeah. only do a top 10 for stuff that we've reviewed right or will we do it for everything that's come up this like what do you i feel do like we that?
0: should probably just do top 10 2021 releases even if we haven't we could do both is I that too could, much i, mean, I don't cause,
1: know uh, i mean because with that because we don't like review things sequentially we just we're starting to do that a little more because like a bunch of stuff's coming out right now but um the thing about most music review outlets is they just review stuff that has come out Mm -hmm. or they review stuff that's been like reissued which i guess we could do but i don't want to limit you know no i mean i kind of just i thought that we could do a top 10 of what we've done so then people have like a reference they can go listen to our thoughts on it it's not just like coming out of nowhere cuz there's stuff that's come out this year that I think is really good yeah. that we haven't talked about.
0: Well, well, uh, we'll we'll discuss this. We have until oh, December to yeah, figure that it's
1: out. June,
0: but I was saying at in that episode or as a subsequent episode, I want to do a looking back at like things we have reviewed, anything we've changed our tune on, little sneak peek. I've changed my tune on uh, for the first time, which I gave an A in the first place. So, uh you know. Um, but I've listened to that album probably eight hundred more times since we yeah, reviewed no, it. Yeah, no, all
1: the stuff I've given at least an A minus. I've I've listened to Smiling with No Teeth probably like six or seven more times since we reviewed it. Um Oh, I've listened I,
0: to Little Dark Age a lot
1: more. Yeah, that Little Dark was Age is very good. Yeah. Um but this album and a lot of the albums we've talked about, I just like, Little Oblivions, yeah. I'm probably not going to go back to and I got that soon. on
0: physical, which will mean I will go back to. Yeah, that. and we're like... That we're was again. gifted to me again. by my lovely
1: sister. Thank you, Stella. So, it's just... I. Every time I listen to an album that I'm like, well, this is fine. I always think about, like... I was philosophize, philo. yeah, philosoph- the violent femme say philo-
0: philosophize in a song,
1: which doesn't necessarily mean it's a real, you know what, we'll go with that, violent femme, thank you, philosophize about my opinions on music, and I mean, I guess it makes sense because we do a podcast where we talk about our opinions on music, but um, I don't know, I've been thinking about that a lot recently, but, I
0: know- mean, something's gotta be, yeah, we both listen to a ton of music, um, which, by the way, I was going to mention it, this to you like off camera or whatever. I think in June I'm going to try, because our friend Heidi told us about um, how famous director Bong Joon-ho gets up at like 5 a.m. every morning to watch a movie. Every morning, new movie, which I'm not going to do that, and I'm not going to wake up at 5. I wake up at like 7 or 8. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think maybe for the month of June, maybe... I'm going to try, and when I wake up in the morning, while I drink like a cup of tea or something, new album every day in the month of June, just to see if I can push myself to do it, um, which, you know, I'll keep you posted on that.
1: Yeah, no, I just always have like good stuff in the back of my mind. Yeah,
0: I'm going to actually sit down and write might. a list out. But I say that to, to say, we listen to a lot of music. So in order for me to revisit something, it has to be so stand out and almost to the point where... There is plenty of time there are plenty of times where I could go listen to something new, but I think no. What I want to listen to is this thing that I've already listened to. That happens all the time with for the first time. That happens the album that that has happened to the album that has done that the most for me. You've gotta watch my words Uh in the past year. And you're probably gonna laugh and probably know what I'm gonna say. Death Consciousness. I go back to I mean, that I'm album at least once every week. Like, at least once every week, probably more. And I've listened to more Have a Nice Life stuff since then, so sometimes I switch it out for Unnatural World or Giles Corey or whatever. But I will always go back to that album because
1: it just has a spell on me. I mean, yeah. I um, The thing I've been... Um, Like an album that came out this year. We didn't talk about it on the podcast. Um, By a little group called Arm and Hammer. (laughs) Uh, It's called Haram. I think it's an excellent album. In fact, I would put it in my top three for the year so far, Mm -hmm. and it might reach number one. But
0: I got to go back and listen to it. Segue
1: into the outro kind of. There's a new Black Midi album coming out tonight. That Black... was not that good of a no, segue. <laughs> Black Midi. Well, I was going to be like, well, I... I'm very excited for this album that might be better than Haram, which is my... Okay, now we're getting somewhere. That's that's what I was... It's for our intelligent listeners out there. That was a good segue. Uh, am I not an intelligent listener? You're, you're talking, so your brain is on a different, different mode. Okay. But Black Midi is this fantastic rock band. They released a 2019 album called Schlagenheim. One of my favorite albums of that year. And um, I have to say that the singles they've been putting out for this thing are phenomenal. They've blown my mind every single time. Well, the third single I had to come around on, but I definitely have now. Um, I've heard none of them. I'm going in blind. And I've been hyping it up a lot. And um, they released it on YouTube for some reason. And Bandcamp, I think. And Bandcamp, maybe. So... I've already seen people talking about it, and everyone's like, yeah, this owns. That's what I've which, heard. Which, like, I am not super surprised about that. So, next week, we're going to talk about that album. It's called Cavalcade. Um, it is Black Mitty's second ever album. They released, like, two singles. They released Schlagenheim, and now this is their second ever project. Did you know that they are, like, 19? What? Everyone in Black—they were, they were seventeen when they released Schlagenheim. What? Seventeen years old. <laughs> they I were younger than believe.
0: us. Well, at the time they weren't, but like they were younger than we are right now.
1: Yes, and like I'm—I—I I was like, I'm nineteen, and I couldn't even like come close to making something, even remotely. That's—that's crazy. That's like,
0: what? Because I always like because obviously, I mean I think you probably told me about Black Midi prior to Black Country, New Road. But I definitely hadn't listened to them, and I still actually haven't really listened to them that much. Um, but the reason I know them a little bit more is because of their association with Black Country, New Road, and they reference them as, like, the guys who put them on because they I guess were. they kind of did, yeah. So I assumed, because all the guys in Black Country, New Road, all the guys and gals are, like, really young, so I assumed Black Midi was, like, Mid 20s, they're like, What? No, they're so young. That's crazy. There are a lot of
1: young, like, post punk rock bands That's out there crazy. right now that are making some killer stuff. Um, sorry, Tristan, we've spent most of this episode not talking about the album. Hey, I apologize. You
0: know, it happens, and we did talk about the
1: album. We did that for the Justin Bieber album. That's true, and but I
0: like this way more than the just. No, yeah, this album, is like to
1: be clear. Leagues and bounds better than that because um, <laughs> it's like creative. Yeah. <laughs> um, so even though, well, I I was like, well, that's the outro, but we didn't like do closing thoughts on the on the record. Close, close, so, closing closing thoughts. So we'll talk about the album for the week in our podcast called One a Week. We'll talk about the album for the week again for a bit. Closing thoughts. Um, I I I liked it. You know. Yeah. I I thought, I I thought it was all right. It's nothing you know? special, but he's obviously talented and um he can write a couple of songs and he's good at the instruments he plays. Yeah. I don't know if he has like a band or if he does all the instrumentation himself, but um it's those that he's got some good songs.
0: This much I will say. I think my brother specifically, and probably my dad, but I think my brother would really like this album. Yeah, it, it so, felt like a very. Judd, like, if you are listening to this episode, I think you would really like this album. It felt like
1: a very like soft indie folk. Yeah, like it was filling that niche so well. Yeah, I was like, well, for that crowd, this is like an immaculate album. But for me, who likes a lot more, we'll say off the wall stuff. <laughs> Um, you know, it was just okay. So I think my grade overall is going to be like a C plus.
0: I'm sitting at a C minus, you know, I think if this was like a five track EP, it would be great, but it's not, it's an 11 track album, but it's all like solid stuff. I just don't, I, you know, I don't need it all. So I'm sitting at a C minus. Okay. And, uh we said black Midi for next black week.
1: midi so uh, get your popcorn i'm going to talk about that one for like an hour <laughs> longest episode we've been getting next longer week. episodes this one is a little different but like the last two we got into no, it no and i'm I, I i enjoy that it feels yeah. a lot less robotic yeah. than our first couple episodes were. oh
0: my gosh we need to do like a redux of the <laughs> hayley hendrix album cuz i think that album's great but i was probably like Track one, good. Track two, good. We did track go three. We good. used to
1: have like a let's just go track by track through yeah, it, which bad. is like kind of lame. Yeah. Um. So that's why our episodes are getting a little longer. We get a little more discussional, which is what it should be. It's like a podcast. You know what would be
0: cool? Okay, I think if we could find a way to make this even slightly marketable or successful, and not in ter- marketable in terms of money, I don't care about that. It would be really cool if once we move into the city. We could find like really small time acts and just like talk with them on the podcast. That would be awesome.
1: Yeah, I thought about it. Um, Well, I saw like a like some music festival lineup, and um, it wasn't like a huge music festival. It was more. It was kind of a small thing. But and I mentioned this earlier. The group Arm and Hammer. They're not very big, like at all. But they were like one of the headliners for that thing. But there were like a ton of artists listed below them, which makes me think there are just so many musicians that just make music with little to no success, and they just they just keep doing it. Yeah. So there's this band I found called
0: Soup Kink, and they're like a there's just like a punk band. They're in Atlanta. They're just like four dudes who are like 23 or 24. They just they released like an EP a couple weeks ago, and it was really good. Um, for like a band that has like 300 people listening to them and they're performing in bars right now, if we like, I'm speaking hypothetically, if we like <laughs> went up to them and we're like, hey, we have a very small-time podcast. We'd like to talk to you on like, it. Like, the worst they could do is be like, no. The numbers you, know? you
1: do with your music are better than our podcast
0: numbers. I just kind of want to talk to a local... Like, honestly, even if the even if we weren't recording, it would just be cool to talk to no, people I, who I, perform I, I locally. No, I want to
1: talk to more musicians. And yeah. I hope moving into the city...
0: We should talk to Alex.
1: We should. We should.
0: I, I thought about... Because um, I listened to a couple of the tracks. Off. There's this guy. His name's Alex Stevens. You can look him up on Spotify. He does some instrumental stuff. Um, he's good. He's a very good musician. You know, yeah, no, he's, 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 he's leaps and bounds like better than
1: what I, whatever I could do. Oh, yeah.
0: We, we should reach out to him. You know, just be like, hey, what, no, what's, what's
1: your story? Guests on the podcast always go over well. Yeah. And I think having a musician, we don't have to necessarily talk about their music in specific, but just True. talking about like what it's like to do music and uh and just like be small but still have a huge passion for your craft yeah that we should look into that we should so uh we do that yeah
0: all right well this has been um an episode where we talked a little bit about jeremy messer smith and a lot about just kind of planning for the podcast that's so
1: bit bit more you guys listen to like
0: you guys listen to 10 minutes of review and like 15 minutes of how to improve the podcast. Figuring right? out the podcast hey, You can future. Uh, you can DM at one a week cast on Instagram with any ideas you guys any have. Requests, like, oh, requests
1: what? ideas. I mean, most of them could talk to us in person because yes. they know us. In
0: fact, I would say almost 100% except for like Tristan because he doesn't because live he'd,
1: near us. He'd be us. living far away, but you know, whatever.
0: Point is... Run the numbers up. Let us get to three hundred followers so we can talk. We can DM Soup Kink in Atlanta and get them on the
1: podcast. Well, next week, Black Midi Cavalcade Cavalcade. comes out tonight. We're reviewing. We're talking about this album. Thirty-nine minutes. It's on my screen right now. Eleven twenty-one. We are recording the podcast Thursday night before the album comes out. So I am super excited. So that's what we're talking about next week. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you.